Welcome to the Heal Podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama Five, founder of Lyme 360 and a Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to hear about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. This week's podcast is brought to you by Air Oasis. As a Lyme warrior, I know how important it is to have clean air in the home. I've been using a room air purifier, but recently had to purchase an all-home unit to combat mold issues throughout our house. I did some research and found a great company called Air Oasis. Their air purifiers help fight bacteria, viruses, and mold. So if you have not put in an air purifier into your home, go to lime360.com forward slash air oasis. They carry room units as well as entire home units. Hi, welcome back to the Heal Podcast. This is Mimi McLean from Lime 360, and today we have Emily Levy, and she is an award-winning social impact entrepreneur and public speaker. She co-founded Mighty Well, which is based on her experience living with Lyme disease and vascular access devices. During her treatment, she noticed that there was no option to cover a pick line other than with a compression sock. She found that demotivating and the emphasis on her illness. So she was determined to create a solution. Mighty Well creates innovative products in the adaptive wear market for the 133 million Americans who live with chronic conditions. Mighty Well applies sportswear fabric technology to the medical industry. Emily's work is leading the global charge of helping patients and caregivers turn sickness into strength. To get my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. Emily, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate your time. I'm excited to talk about your Lyme journey and what you've done with that and how you've started Mighty Well. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Mimi, for having me. And thank you for all the work that you do, giving voice to the patient community. Yeah. So um, why don't we start out with you just telling us a little bit about your um, Lyme journey and then how you came to starting Mighty Well. Thank you. So I was probably bit by a tick when I was six years old. That's the only recollection I ever have of finding a tick on me. But it wasn't until I was 12 years old that I also contracted Epstein-Barr virus and then was either bit by a tick again or it flared up some of the underlying symptoms that I had been having as a young child. And for me, that's really when I consider starting my health journey. And then it was just all these years of just unexplainable symptoms, everything from brain fog to being really clumsy and forgetful to eventually not being able to feel my legs by the time I got to college. And finally, after seeing way too many doctors, my mom got me to see a Lyme literate nurse practitioner. And she did the hygienics testing, and we found out that I had Lyme and a few other tick-borne illnesses. So while it was a devastating road to get there, I I was actually crying because I was so happy that I finally had a diagnosis with a reliable testing. So what did they um, think you had up to that point before you got tested? Oh, geez. Well, the Epstein-Barr was confirmed when I was in seventh grade, so a lot was blamed on that for years. But it was everything from, oh, maybe it's a thyroid issue, you know, maybe it's just anxiety, depression, oh, she's clumsy, you know, she's a grandma, even though, you know, it's high school. So it's just the things we typically hear in the Lyme mm-hmm. community, unfortunately. 
Yeah. And then once you were diagnosed, what did you take as your path to treatment? I know for me, it was so all over the place. I've explored everything from Eastern to Western medicine, and I'm doing very holistic treatments right now. When I was finally diagnosed after my freshman year in college, I tried traditional antibiotics and supplements, and I just couldn't handle them. I was throwing most of them up. So that's when I went to doing IV antibiotics with a PIC line. And I truly credit uh, PIC line and IV antibiotics with slowing down the progression of the disease, especially because for me, the RESPECT scan, we found out that it had become neurological. So I did a PIC line on and off for about five years, doing different IV antibiotics in combination with Eastern Chinese medicine and supplements. And that got me to a certain point, but I've always kind of had these years of feeling really good then years of challenges and back and forth. And today I'm doing a lot of holistic IVs, things like ozone therapy, Myers cocktails, high dose vitamin C, B12 shots, and working with different plant antibiotics and medicines. So it's been a journey, but I definitely encourage listeners to explore all types of healing modalities. Yeah. Now, do you still have a pick line in? So I live with a port now, which has just been so much better for my quality of life because I am doing IV therapy two to three times a week versus when I was doing the pick line, you know, it was maybe three to five hours a day of antibiotics. So it's been great for me. And I wish more patients knew that they have that option. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You just have to be careful with catching, you know, like sepsis or keeping it clean. <sighs> Yes. Yeah. I am like a, uh, so hypervigilant around that. And I think that's because I've become like a vascular access nerd, but I know for most people, you know, it's a, quite a challenge to just maintain the line. And that's part of the reason I did choose support in the end. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Now, can you tell us a little bit about Mighty Well? I mean, you have so many great products on there. So for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's mighty-well.com. And how did you come to starting that? Thank you for asking. This is definitely the child that I do not yet have. (laughs) So for Mighty Well, it was started just out of my own need when I had a pick line and I needed something to protect the catheter. And I was recommended wearing a cutoff sock by my doctors, my home care nurses. I just heard it over and over again. And that's exactly what I did. But I felt really self-conscious because not only was my line, you know, exposed and sometimes getting pulled on things like doorknobs or sleeping, but it was just really embarrassing just being a college student and people looking at my medical device at times. And I had grown up in the fashion industry and around different sportswear materials. And I just thought that there had to be a brand that stood for what disabled people and chronically ill people were going through. And so we started out with our first product, which is the Pick Perfect to protect and conceal pick lines. And we've grown into having medical backpacks, medical organizers. We've launched a mask even before the pandemic. And we're just really growing not only to support patients with physical products, but a community for them as well to make sure they're not feeling quite as lost and confused as I was. That's great. And have you, are there other competitors out there or is this kind of you total white space that you entered into? 
It's a great question. So when we got started, the category of adaptive wear, which we believe Mighty Wall falls into, is products for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses. And that category existed mainly for the elderly or people with severe disabilities that they're usually born with. But I found that there was really a white space for people who maybe had lived a fairly normal life, yet found themselves suddenly disabled, suddenly chronically ill. And feeling like I've always believed that like what you wear helps you to feel good about yourself. And even on days I didn't feel well, sometimes doing my hair and makeup made me feel that much better. So now there's a few other people in the adaptive space, each with their own niche, but we're really focused on helping people, especially who have physical medical devices, like a pick line, like needing a wheelchair just to get around every day. Maybe they have a diabetic monitor on them. So that's where we try to focus, but there's definitely other adaptive companies out there now who have different niches. Mm-hmm. I know one thing I struggle with is, is just keeping organized the supplements. Oh, yes. So it's like a, a full-time job, just knowing what to take, when to take. Oh, did I miss that? Um, totally. And we invented the Mighty Med Planner to help with that. Because for me, for a while, even though I was chronically ill, I was still traveling all over the country, speaking about my experience with Lyme to different healthcare groups. And I was like, how do I organize 30 pill bottles, you know, to take on a carry on flight? So that's a problem that, you know, we've heard over and over again. Yeah. So can you talk about your Medipack? Because like for me, I don't, I'm sure it was like this way for you. It's not even like AM, PM. It's like almost four times a day. Like, you know, when you Mm -hmm. wake up mid-morning, mid-afternoon, nighttime, Mm -hmm right? And every day. And then what I found, like, which I found this great case that has the four slots for each day, but it's not big enough to mm-hmm. fit how many <laughs> supplements you have to take in each of those spaces. So then I'm like, oh no, yeah. like, where do I put the leftover? Like, I don't know. It just gets so confusing that I almost just put my hands up and then I don't even take the supplements. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there as well. So with our med planner, which is like a smaller version of the backpack, we have it's like a binder ring system and you can put different sleeves that we call them and you can write on them with say a dry erase marker and you can say, okay, these are my Monday at 12 PM pills that I need to take. And we just really wanted it to be customizable for each patient's individual needs, or even if the patient was a type one or type two diabetic. So at Mighty Well, we try to create all of our products, not only from my lived experience, but really our community's experience and figuring out, okay, I have Lyme disease, but you know, my friend, she may have dysautonomia or she may have Hashimoto's. Like what, what would she need? Mm -hmm. So we try to take that approach. Yep, exactly. You know, what I've been using is a muffin pan. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Because it has four things and then you can just kind of like do it for the week. You know, so it takes you across for the, uh, the four different slots times six or whatever it is. So I use that sometimes, which is kind of funny. Then I get my kids involved and we all kind of, I'm like, okay, you take this bottle, you know, and you're going to put one in each thing or whatever. So I love that. I know it's crazy. So what other products do you have coming out or do you have anything else that you're, you're looking into and researching? Great question. So I'm always researching because I'm living this experience firsthand. So I'm always daydreaming about what could be. To make our lives better as patients. You know, of course, as a startup, we need to be really focused on where our cash is going and our resources. 
So right now, I'm really excited to share that our Pick Perfect that we initially came out with direct-to-consumer had such a demand from hospitals who are also having the problem of patients pulling out their lines or needing their dressings changed early that we've created an FDA-approved version of the Pick Perfect. And my vision from day one has always been that when patients go in for their surgery, they would leave the hospital with something to secure their catheter. So we're in the midst of that, working with different clinical trial partners. And for me, you know, I'm so fortunate that we've not only had the buy-in of, you know, other patients, but it's healthcare professionals who are now saying things do have to be better for patients long-term because it makes their, their jobs a little bit easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's great. So just going back to your personal journey, looking back, well, first of all, like, where would you say you are? Like, are you a hundred percent? Are you a B plus? Like, what would you say where you are on in your journey? It's a great question. And I think that's something I actually have to ask myself every day. It changes too, uh, I know, about a day, depending yeah. on what morning it is. Yes, yes. So for me today, I feel like a B plus, mm-hmm. you know, but if you asked me a few days ago, you know, there were three days where I, just, I couldn't get out of bed and, you know, it was just emails from my phone that I could do. What would you I'm, say causes that? Do you, did you, have you figured out what, what causes it to go fluctuate? Oh, yeah. I know part of it is definitely any emotional triggers that will come up, definitely flare up my physical symptoms. You know, my grandparents are very sick right now. My, both of them that. have Parkinson's. Thank you. And it was literally like I saw my grandma the day before. You know, my grandfather had just been admitted to the hospital. And I know that emotional heaviness took a toll on my physical body. So it, it, for me, it's just knowing now that I have to also do the emotional work in order for my overall healing to occur. Mm-hmm. And I have been sharing that I had a really difficult year. I probably got COVID in February when I was living in New York City. And my husband had just come back from an international flight. And you know, I had probably about a year where it was just difficult to drive. It was difficult to look at screens. And it really much felt like when I first remember getting super sick as a kid. So, you know, just dealing with all that, being back in the IV center is something that I've needed to balance with being an entrepreneur. But I think it's only given me like a newfound respect for what our community Mm -hmm. goes through. What would you say to anybody who's like newly diagnosed with Lyme, looking back on your journey, what do you think has helped the most? And Mm -hmm. like, like, what's a like low hanging fruit for somebody to kind of, kind of approach first to help them with their healing? Mm, That's a great question. First, I want people to know it's not all in your head because for me as a young woman, I just felt like I wasn't believed or I was dismissed a lot of the time. And I would highly recommend, you know, using the resources that the Global Lyme Alliance has put out to find an approved Lyme literate doctor, nurse practitioner, holistic healer, you know, just start seeing someone who believes in the disease. I feel like it's pretty low hanging fruit. And even if, you know, it's a six month wait to get to see that person, you know, just start to connect with other people going through chronic illnesses, whether it's listening to podcasts like this or becoming your own best advocate in whatever way that is. You know, even Mm -hmm. if you're just going into your first appointment with a binder of all of your blood work, or everything previous doctors had told you, I find like the more that I can be prepared 
the less scattered I feel when I finally, you know, have that time, that precious time with a healthcare mm-hmm. provider. Now, is there anything that you could say that you could do from home? Like, did you see any quick wins? Like if it's eating, if it's saunas, mm-hmm. like, is there anything that's kind of your go-to yeah. thing to kind of help you feel better? Mm, that's a great question. So right now I'm super into my home sauna. I got one of those like sauna mats. You know, it was expensive, but it was definitely worth it. It was like probably $300. And whenever I feel like inflammation in my body, I'll just spend 30 minutes in the sauna. I also do a lot of just work on myself with sound bowls. I became a Reiki practitioner, you know, listening to meditations and just repeating those over and over again. You know, those are all things that are, you can heal yourself is now what I believe, you know, on so many levels that by the time that maybe you introduce the antibiotics or you introduce the more Western methods of treatment, the mind and the body are working together. Yeah, it's totally true. I think we don't in our Western culture really kind of appreciate the emotional connection that if you are holding on to a lot of toxic relationships Mm -hmm. and toxic events from the past in your life, you're not going to get better. Right. And so I feel like if you haven't addressed that, like save your money (laughs) from going to these expensive doctors, because that really needs to be dealt with. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's so many great things, even online now, like different programs that you can do. Amy shares program, or there's just so many different programs that you can work on, you know, EFT, like emotional tap, you know, they're tapping Mm -hmm. and that really needs to be dealt with, right? And being able to let mm-hmm. let that go. Because if you're holding on yeah. to anger, that is hurting you, right? You're not even hurting the other person that did the anger to you or did the harm to you. You're, it's hurting you. Like they don't even, most likely mm-hmm. doesn't even go in their radar that they're affecting you. <laughs> and I didn't know any of this. I guess I've been on my Lyme journey for about eight years now, like formally knowing I have Lyme. And it was really only the last two years where I started to learn that there is a connection there. And once I started to be able to like let some shit go, I had less pain in my body. Mm-hmm. You know, it, was, it was really amazing to see. And, you know, it's taken a lot of hard work and looking at things in the eye that we all try to bury. But once I was so able true. to do that and confront my own anger, you know, they say lime likes sugar, but I think lime likes anger too. It totally does. Like sugar likes alcohol and likes gluten. <laughs> it likes, like you said, anger. No, it, it's totally true that you have to kind of address that emotional piece almost first. Mm-hmm. Otherwise yeah. it, it, you know what it is? I think we're taught that like you have cancer, you're going to go kill the cancer. You have mm-hmm. Lyme, you got to kill the Lyme right? You just got to go out and you're going to go get medicine that's going to make it go away. And that's not what this Lyme journey is. It's it's about like, what do you need to do to get your body to heal itself? Mm-hmm. And if that's getting your gut right, if that's getting your eating right, mm-hmm. or if that's letting the toxic crap out of your life, if it's either your cleaning supplies, if it's a bad relationship, yes. if anything toxic has to leave your life immediately. And mm-hmm. so what is that? And and really looking at every aspect of your life in order to get better, right? Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that you're talking about this and bringing it up because no one was talking about it when I was, you know, first researching, you know, how do I get better? And I'm really fortunate that 
last year I went through a ketamine psychedelic healing program. I did that too. And it was, Oh my God. Like just the healing that, that I immediately felt from going through a six week program. I just wish more Lyme patients knew about this Mm -hmm. and that there's now programs that are within reach and that are legal and and covered. And some of the ketamine programs are actually covered by insurance. I think you're the only person I know that has gone through it for Lyme. Really? I mean, it was the biggest thing that helped me in the past year and a half. Um, It resets the bar. As my neurologist said, you know, like having, like, it was almost like, I remember for the first time, like smiling during my ketamine treatment, like being like, ah, like I see the light at the end of the tunnel and like coming out. And it was really hard. I think I got sick for, I slept for 24 hours and I vomited for 24 hours. But when Mm -hmm. I woke up, it was like, oh my God, I can see the light. And, and it kind of reset that pain, Mm. calibrated the pain in your brain that you're totally, totally. Well, thank you for sharing that too, because I'm like, like, who can I talk to this about, you know, because it is still relatively new and only approved in some states, but, but just your point, what it did for my pain levels is like nothing else I've ever experienced. And it even helped me to get off of my nerve pain medication. Mm-hmm. You know, my neurologist made it like an analogy. She said that like, what happens is when you get Lyme, your line or the threshold that your body can stand pain or emotional baggage or whatever gets super low. And so what ketamine does is kind of resets the bar back up to where it mm. should be. So that it's not heightened, like your, your limbic system becomes so heightened from, it's like a PTSD and and your body thinks it's still struggling from Lyme or thinks it's still being attacked. It's like, and so the ketamine kind of recalibrates it or resets your limbic system, your nervous system. I love that explanation. And that definitely rings true for my experience because I think it's not talked about enough, the connection between chronic illness and for us specifically Lyme and medical PTSD. Like I didn't realize just every time I had to go back to the doctor or I had to refill a prescription or access my port, you know, the subconscious feelings that that was bringing up for me. And yeah, I I haven't had any anxiety attacks or these crazy flare-ups since I went through that program. So Mm-hmm. Let's keep talking about it. As I know there's a sense community. of peace to your, like you have a new sense of peace. At least I do from it. And then it gives you, it, it might not make you completely better, but it gives you enough runway to then be able to be like, okay, now I can take my vitamins. Now I can yeah. get out of bed to have, get a walk. Now I can go take a shower. Now I have the energy to call the doctor I've been meeting to call to then go mm-hmm. on my next step. Right. It just gives you yeah. more bandwidth to kind of then keep going forward. Oh yeah. It was a total reset. And I was just able to reapproach my healing almost like a boxer getting ready for another round of the fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, for a while I was just like, I'm so done with all this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll take my supplements, but I'll just be living with chronic pain the rest of my life. But I finally feel like some of that weight has been lifted off my shoulder and it's allowed me not only to be a better partner to my husband, but I feel like a better business partner to my two other co-founders. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Now, are the other co-founders other people that went through Lyme that you met on your journey? So my two co-founders are my best friends. So Yusuf, he and I met in college 
and he was first my boyfriend and now we're married. He has been my caregiver really since I was first diagnosed. Well, we only started dating like maybe six months before I got diagnosed and he didn't leave my side, which was really amazing. He even like knows how to hook up my IVs after I, I also do IVIG therapy. So he's like my little home care nurse now, in addition to being my husband and my business partner. And then Maria Gomez is our other business partner. And she was also one of my best friends at college. You know, she would help me shower when I first got my pick line. She would help me with my brain fog, you know, all of these things that I'm so fortunate that both of them are in my life. And they both came from family entrepreneurship backgrounds. And we all met at Babson College, which is a very you know, business Entrepreneurial school. school. Yeah. yeah, that's a great school. So, you know, although I'm the one with the chronic illness, I'd say they're my two biggest caregivers besides my actual like home care nurse. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, this, Emily, has been amazing. I really appreciate your time. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to cover? I'm just so glad that we got to talk about an array of products, you know, that are we physically make, but then, you know, products that have helped both of us to heal. I would love, you know, if anyone has other ideas for things that they need, you know, to make their lives better, to share with us. We have a community called Friends in the Fight, where we just want to highlight other patient stories. So send us your journey and we'd love to help make your life a little bit better too. That's great. So anybody who's listening, it's mighty-well.com to check out their products and to see, I also, I'm really interested in the, um, if you don't have a pick line, you can get, there's clothing there, but also having the the planner, right? The yeah is, is great. So, but thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Mimi. Thank you for all that you're doing for our community. And I can't wait to see who you have next on your show. Thank you. Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on and I'm so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lyme 360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you.